I'm basic. I'm basic. Make you Okay. <clears throat> this is gone in the Tony Braxton category. This is no. This is. <laughs> is that Tony Braxton? That's not Tony Braxton. No, that nigga, that's Britney. <laughs> Somebody needs to drop an album of Tony Braxton covering other female artists. Somebody singers. did that on Twitter. It wasn't a whole album. It was like different songs singing in Tony Braxton's voice. <laughs> And then there it needs was to hilarious. Be, it needs to be a series. So there needs to be one of Tony Braxton, uh-huh. one of Anita Baker, <laughs> one of Aaron Neville. I used to do a really, really good Aaron Neville. Let me see if I can bring that thing back right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Damn it! I used to do it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is me avoiding my responsibilities right now because I haven't prepared for this episode per usual. <laughs> but that's something I'm going to talk about today in today's episode. That I'm lazy as fuck. <laughs> and that just shines right on through. <sighs> in the worst ways. Okay. I don't know that there's a good way for that to shine through, but hey. that bitch be shining. But glory and shining, 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 <laughs> shining, yeah. <laughs> This money. (laughs) Welcome to the worship podcast. As per usual, I am not privy to the fact that we're recording. As usual. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the saints need a little something to throw them off the game. You know, they need a little push in the right direction because otherwise they wouldn't even get started on that direction, on that path, if you will. I meant to show you this video of this child in preschool dressed up in a suit. Fuck, I'm... This preschool age child. Is it snowing, nigga? That is sleet. Oh my god. That is hail. It's hailing, bitch. God is upset. Angered. (gasps) Bitch, it was 70 degrees this morning. What is it? It is dead ass hail. What the fuck is going on in Lawrence, Virginia? Done. Oh my blessed God. There's this video of this preschool age child who honestly, before I turned the volume on, I thought it was a Frederick Douglass reenactment. Because of the suit and hair with the, with the black combination. Oh, God. But he was most certainly preaching. And he was like, in God? Like, unironically? Just, oh. And he said, and God, I thank you. When I was at home sick, my friends at school thought about me and sent me cards. And the devil did not get any joy. We have him because he is the only one that heals us. Nigga, this is preschool. This got to be more than this Look at this baby. Why does he have the mic? He has a handkerchief. I'll tell you one thing. When I was about five years old. About five years old. How old are you now, sir? This nigga's five and a half. Take your time. Me because we was 
and we used to push and stuff. So, and bless my eyes. Baby, right here. But when I heard God told me, you all right, you all right, that's nothing but the devil. I still got your back up. You're preaching good. You're talking I good. You're I think and I think this is for you. That little boy's on his phone. When is this over? When is this over? worship right now mm. are you being consecrated oh i'm being taken on a journey oh come on Ooh, and I think, on a little rocket ship because when i think back over my life Make it back here. It could have been me. Come on. Ha ha. 
several times over the period of the last how long has it been since the last two three weeks? It's literally been a fortnight. A a literal fortnight. That I was just (laughs) contemplating texting Dre like, hey, like, let's just you know, it's been fun. It's been a fun run. Let's uh, let's just hang it up. (laughs) It was fun though. Uh, So yeah, let's just uh, stop now. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have happened. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely you know, correct. I, but hey, you Here know, feelings are. are feelings are valid. So, welcome, bitch. Welcome back, anyhow. To the worship podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I was to- trying to find your note. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find I it. I was searched Minnesota all over. Music. Couldn't searched find it. All over. <laughs> um, we are two black queer. Fat, churchy ass niggas. I don't even. I don't even have the order in my mind anymore. Yeah, because that's yeah. definitely not the order. It's not. It's fine. That's <laughs> Two it today. Fat black, that's churchy, it today. queer ass niggas who are navigating our healing. Um, I am Ja. I am Dre. SMR. Smart. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, we're back at it again, my niggas. Yeah. Um, if you. If this is not your first time listening to this podcast, you'll know that um, what's about to happen right now is I'm about to attempt to spell um, the different ways uh, that you can get in contact with us. And I have successfully failed every single time. I have succeeded, okay, at failing (laughs) every episode that we have done this. So I'm going to try this. I'm just going to have no. I have no notes before me. Um, So, if you would like to talk about us on the internet, um, you can use the hashtag on any platform, WorshipPod, W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D. All right, y'all, I'm one for one. Amen. (laughs) You can use that hashtag um, on Instagram and Twitter, though Mm -hmm. we... You can use Niggas, on Facebook as yeah. well, yeah, because they got no, hashtags. No, 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 no. On Instagram and Twitter, you can use our handle. Oh. Okay, stay with me, I my nigga. We were still on hashtags. No. When did we move from hashtags? We have one hashtag. Right, but we can. You can use it on all, all of those platforms, all three of them. Do you need to fight? I'm. I'm just saying. We can fight. I just wanted to if make you it clear. Fight, we can on fight. Today. Our handle, okay, on Instagram and Twitter are Worship Podcast. And that is spelled <laughs> W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Amen. That's my tongue, y'all. Um, and most importantly, if you would like to send in a praise report, as uh, was so eloquently showcased in our last episode (laughs) nine months ago. Um, Or a prayer request. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're sick of seeing these ashy-ass plastics from your studs (laughs) that you canceled months ago. Um, Just send your prayer requests to us, and we will, uh, you know, 
elicit the assistance mm. of uh, all the worship pod listeners yeah. um, to make sure that, that, that God blocks it. Yes. Indeed. So or thank delivers, you. depending on your ha. request. Ha ha. Amen. He he he. We got some warriors. <gasps> Haven't yet to meet them. Man. All right, niggas. Yes. So how was your week? How Bitch, was don't beat me to the chase. <laughs> how was your fortnight? <laughs> well, bitch. Um, so weeks ago, <laughs> I went to spend time with my friend. Uh, I say I went to spend time with my friend Philly. No, I went. <laughs> To Philly mm-hmm. to spend time mm-hmm. with my friend Chris, mm-hmm. um, and there's just something about Philly that is like so filling. Like I don't, I don't know. Like lit, like it really is dead ass the city of brotherly love. It's, it's dead ass the city of love, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I definitely should spend more time. Philly is one of the places that I uh, like would love to live. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly and New Orleans, those are mm-hmm. two places I would love to live at some time in my life. Um, but every time I leave, I just feel like I've become a better person and like learned more and like been reinvigorated and Mm -hmm. nigga why there's this whole ass radio from 1983 sitting on the windowsill of Dre's kitchen (laughs) I appreciate this okay anyway you're in the NPR studio stewed indeed I just found out niggas started saying stew I didn't know that was a thing yeah I got it from a Fetty Wap song so I'm like (laughs) I don't know Fetty Wap got it from uh, Heaven and Tracy of uh, another round, the podcast, another round. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Right. so anyway, stew. went to went to Philly, had a great time. Uh, got to take some fun pictures with uh, at my friend Chris's event. Got to visit <laughs> Uncle Bobby's, which is this amazing coffee shop that was opened by uh, Mark Lamont Hill. Ooh. Um, and was he there? No, he wasn't. <laughs> but sometimes he is there. He does mm-hmm. work sometimes there. Mm-hmm. Um. And just the book selection, like the book curation, um, so good. Mm -hmm. Like the book selection is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, I encourage everyone to purchase Ada Twist Scientist, an amazing children's book about this little black girl whose family like encourages her to ask questions and uh, be a scientist. Mm And I cry. I've cried both of the times that I've read it, um, and I'm actually giving it to my mom for her daycare, um, and I'm sure she will also cry. Um, but so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last weekend we kind of did a photo shoot for yes. the podcast yes. that actually turned into me starting an idea for a photo series mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to be continuing when I go to Las Vegas and Tucson, Arizona next week. Um, I'm trying to find some some black folks uh to photograph in, in tucson. tucson and yes. las vegas yes. so good luck it's lit yeah I, absolutely because <laughs> i i feel like the population of black folks specifically black queer and trans folks mm-hmm. <laughs> in those two areas is yeah. like point zero zero two percent yeah i sincerely hope we're wrong but i feel like <laughs> 
Same as fuck, sis. <laughs> so how about you, Bill? Um, my Fortnite was um, filled with nasty fucking and raw coming down your. <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> Y'all. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm just. Oh what am god. I doing? This is beautiful. Beautiful. Um, no, it's okay. Um, I don't. To be, if we're gonna be honest, this it just kind of like flew. But I don't remember much Amen. that's happened. Time just kind of became. It wasn't one. linear. It was it was just like everything happened at once. Yeah. Um, like I moved into this new place, you know, Yay. on the first. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you know, um, yeah, and then I don't I've just been trying to get acclimated to that. Um I so this has probably been the one thing that I distinctly remember about this past fortnight. <laughs> Um, I went grocery shopping on Sunday, and the thing about me with grocery shopping is I tend to take a whole day to grocery mm. shop because I like to go to several different different stores to get the things wow, that I want to so get. Extra. I appreciate it is. you. So I like to clear out. Then okay, look, if I'm going to grocery shop, it's going to be one day. I'm going to wow. haul, get a haul. Do you do a YouTube video for it? And no, I'm, I don't. I'm joking. No, 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 no because I, I know because like I, actually I, haul is actual. Like that's the yeah. thing. My haul. I was like, oh. Yeah. All right, you can YouTube anything, which yeah, is truly cool. Um, but I remember <laughs> because I went to Trader Joe's for the first time um, in probably a year. Yeah, and I've never shopped at Trader, Trader Joe's. <laughs> People brag about Trader Joe's so much, but it is um, it, it has like things specific. that you very yeah. specific, yeah. like. Elf milk with with lamb tear Unicorn sprinkles. Form. Yes, Sprint, yeah. like specific yes. stuff. But also, the thing that I came away with is that this is an oasis for white people to be like, "I'm rude, and I'm gonna be rude without even thinking twice." No, not not like, even. This is Trader Joe's, bitch. This is our. This is our whiteness emporium. Yeah, this is our cave. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. We are here to be our whitest selves, and we will continue and do that. And that's what I learned about Trader Joe's because it's been so damn long. Um, so because when I went there, I was like trying to get through these small ass aisles. My God, Trader Joe's. I always be fat phobic as fuck everywhere, everywhere. But like they will not move out the way. They um. <laughs> they like and white people love to stand in the middle of an, the of an aisle middle, of a sidewalk anywhere in a road anywhere, anywhere. that they can find to stand yeah. in the middle of and block all traffic yeah. they will find it and they will and do it and then when you are behind them trying you know basically saying hey can you get out the way they look at you surprised like oh I didn't know like you didn't being know you that were... level of oblivious is so fascinating to me like you really don't consider anything no one's anything else like there was a when i was in new york last for work um i realized that i should start a blog of me capturing pictures of white people standing in the middle of the sidewalk (laughs) like that being the whole point of the blog because literally that's all these niggas do is just stand in the middle of shit and and just take up space and i'm just like so you don't think that anybody else is here <laughs> to, to move walk. anywhere? Yeah, yeah. No one needs to walk anywhere? Nope. No? No? Okay, great. Or even so, I don't care. So that's I think, Also, 
I don't care. So that happened. I I got out there. I went there to get like ten things. I ended up getting two, so I could just get the fuck out of there. Because wow. I just I did not want to be there. That was a there. plot twist. I thought you were gonna say twenty. No, no. Wow. Um, I just I was like I will get the rest of the shit at Wegmans. I I will not do it because Wegmans is a lot bigger, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more room to move around and not. <laughs> Wegmans is an actual grocery store. Like yeah. Trader, I see Trader Joe's as like a boutique of grocery yeah, stores, like a low cost boutique. That's a good boutique. name. That's a good name yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I'll go there to get is Speculo's cookie mm. butter. That shit is a chunky blessing. or smooth. <sighs> smooth, smooth. You're trash. I never had chunky. I didn't even know they made chunky. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Chunky so chunky does it have actual cookie business? Yes. Bitch. Yes. Where have you been? I, you haven't told me nothing. I have definitely oh, mentioned no. cookie butter in your but presence. But you have not said chunky. Okay, I bitch. I didn't know that well, was I a know, thing. I didn't know niggas was doing anything other than chunky. Also, my friend Aisha, oh my who put me on to cookie butter, mm-hmm. makes <laughs> makes cookie butter cookies on some Inception shit. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say like cookie butter edibles. I was about to say. Oh, that's lit. You know what? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out a way to like do the weeds without doing the weeds anymore. <laughs> Cuz honestly, I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to get into edibles, but also my history with edibles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about that. We need to talk that. about that. Um, we will. Um, so, but yeah, so Saints, I, we're not, we're not going to talk we, about that. We will. I will write it down. Um, oh my God. but yeah, so I went there, I went to Walmart, went to Wegmans, I went to Aldi, I went to, Nigga in, um, Global Foods. For what? To get this is wild. Global is this food. like a, is this like a, I just moved into a new place and need to stock up on everything? No. Or is this a it weekly? Is, it's like probably a bi-weekly thing I do. Bitch, simply this because, is too much. Like, for instance, I make my own pesto uh-huh um the only place that sells actual basil leaves here is global food and they like <laughs> and it's so yeah, the walmart has basil they leaves. have it in those smallest packages for seven dollars yeah yeah they at global food they sell it like in a big and bag like, for like 199 wow so you can make a whole thing of basil pesto wow like so yeah I'm, i think i go to all these different stores because like one, the prices are different, but also because certain things I just can't get. Like, so and also, I'll go to Mom's uh, Organic Shop because mm-hmm. certain things I can't get, you know, the other places. So You know what? And you're saying this, and I'm thinking that I need to get closer to the fucking mic first, bitch. <laughs> Act like I'm recording. Um, but I feel like this also highlights the fact that actually I live in a food desert. Mm-hmm. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because the closest grocery store to me is Walmart. And it, you know, for the things that I cook, it's yeah. fine. And yeah. I, you know, I get my fresh herbs and things like that um, as I can. And when mm-hmm. I can't, I get something adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact, and this is this is definitely something that I'm going to talk about later, but the fact that, like... Um, I have learned how to navigate around those things that mm-hmm. don't exist mm-hmm. um, readily in my neighborhood because I live in a food desert. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, bitch, why are you doing all this extra <laughs> shit? Because you have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's assuming that it's not like miles and miles away from you. But Well, so it is. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. But, and like, I only, that's the, another reason why I choose a day to yeah. do it because like, I'll have to go, like for instance, I had to go to the Global Food in Woodbridge mm. to get my basil yeah. um, because they have one 
in Alexandria. Right. But um, I had to go to the one in Woodbridge to get the basil and the sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah. I had to go to the Walmart in Alexandria to get... You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I'm only able to do this because I have a car now. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Otherwise, awesome. it would just be, like... I'll have to like bum rides everywhere, you know, just be like, hey, can you, you know, but yeah, <laughs> hey, right, right, yeah. So I went, so that was basically, the, I love grocery shop. No, let me get this. I love getting food. Mm. I love getting food in my house. Yes. I, the process yes. of grocery shopping can be stressful for me. Yeah. Um, but when I put in my headphones and just ignore niggas, Absolutely. it's beautiful. So. And the only thing that I hate about grocery shopping is the process of figuring out what I'm going to get. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. figuring out the meals that yeah. I want to cook exactly. and what that is. And I always forget something because mm-hmm. like I'll put together meals and then I, I'll put things on and I'll cross things off. And then I'll be like, okay, I don't need that. But later I'll be like, yeah, I did need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just wild. But yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got that done, my nigga. Amen. Amen. Stop now. What the? <sighs> Y'all, since I started following Ice JJ Fish, my life has changed forever. Um, oh so I'm just really grateful for the addition of Ice JJ Fish to my Instagram feed. I'm also incredibly thankful for the addition of Mistress Unknown to my Instagram feed. Hmm. She is a black femme dominatrix. Mm. She be fuckless as hell. <laughs> fuckless as hell. And I, it's so beautiful. So here we are. Amen. At the Raw and Honest yes, segment God. of our show. This is the first segment. Um, and a great way to open up our show where yes. we talk about um, an instance uh, over the last few weeks. <laughs> Supposed to be a week, but here we are. Uh, Right. (laughs) Um, That helped us to realize something about ourselves, something we need to work on. Um, And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to be completely honest and open. And typically we drag ourselves here. So here we are. Yeah. So what what is your raw and honest for this week, Dre? Um, For this um, past fortnight. Um, my Ronas is that I have been on a spiritual journey that I didn't realize I was on until I was in it. Mm. Um, it's been like for the past probably almost, it's closing in on two years now. Maybe, mm. yeah, two years. Um, I think I made mention of it in the pack, in the podcast before, um, just a little bit like about you know, the things I've been experiencing or whatever. Um, well, you know, so the thing about this spiritual journey um, is that when God gives me instruction on something, <laughs> what I what I tend to do is I'll attempt to go around the instruction mm. and find alternate ways to accomplish the task. Mm. Um, so... With that happening, what's happened over time is that I'll try my hardest to do what I want as opposed to just listening. 
Um, and the wild thing about that is doing this, I've wasted literal years. Literally. Literal. Multiple... 365 day period. <laughs> Multiple 360. Nigga, we are so in sync. Continue. My God. Yeah, um, doing things that yielded absolutely no results. <laughs> not a single result. Not one. And I'd look back on those years telling myself that if I'd just done what I knew to do, mm. I'd be where I want to now. Mm. And so. What mm-hmm. I've realized, um, and I was talking, I was talking with one of my friends this week about um, me knowing what I need to do, but avoiding the fuck out of it, um, and trying to trying to do the things or accomplish the things that I would like to accomplish um, <laughs> in ways that just will not do it. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and um, I'll be like. You know, I'll plan it out, be like, okay, this is what I need to do, this is what I need to do. It sounds like a good plan, um, but when it comes down to actually doing it, that shit does not work. It does not happen the way I want it to happen. Yeah, I'm about to hyperventilate. <laughs> and my nigga, I'm just, I think what I need, what I realize I need to do now is, um, because I realize that some of the things that I want to do and accomplish, it requires like small sacrifices. Yeah. That may be a little... It's not even uncomfortable. It's just like... Most of the sacrifices I am going to have to make has to do with me feeling like I'm being left out of something. Mm. Or feel like I'm missing something or missing out on something. Mm. And like socially or... Socially. Okay. All the... You know what I mean? Like okay. mostly socially. Okay. Um, or like being in the know. Okay. Yeah. About yeah, yeah. things. Um, and that's huge because that's a huge part of blackness is yeah. like that collective knowing yeah. like the 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 blackest like the black piece of like black twitter of mm-hmm. like yeah. we all have this inside joke exactly. that we come to other platforms right. and like make reference to and everybody's like what the mm-hmm. fuck are y'all talking about and like that's part of the collective right. experience of blackness it's yeah. like this huge inside joke right but and yes, a, a part of that for me is gonna like, for instance, giving myself a bad time. Mm. I'm like, that's the biggest source of me feeling like I'm missing out. Real is giving myself a bad time Real. because I feel like all these things are gonna happen while I'm asleep yeah. and I'm not gonna know about it. And like having an extended period of time where I'll just have to give that up gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, me having to. Um, do these things or make these sacrifices and realizing it's only going to be temporary I'll be able to get back to what I you know to these things once I accomplish the task I'm setting out to accomplish Mm -hmm. um it you know what I mean like I forgot anyway so yeah knowing that I have to do that um it just fucks me up internally even though I know that because looking back, even though I know that I'll feel better about it after I'm done with it, because once again, looking back on all these years that I wasted, I was like, yo, if I would have just done it, I would be fine now. Right. Like having to live in the pre- in the future or like project my mind into the future, knowing that my future self would be like, yo, I'm glad I made that decision to do it now. Yes. Because if I didn't. <laughs> I would still, still be, be in upset. the same right. place. Right. So, yeah, yo, it's just doing the thing. Because, the, like, I've, I'm going to be, like, 
raw about this shit. I've had the same instruction from God, and I know, you know what I mean? And, like, from this um, spiritual journey, I know with a surety that it is, um, but before it was just kind of, like, an inkling. But I've had the same instruction for close to five or six years, Mm. and I've just been, like, avoiding the fuck out of it. And I think now I've come to a point where I was like, nigga, um... You've tried every other way to every do way this, to except this for this yes. one way that you were instructed to do it. Mm. Or like you, like you asked and you prayed for answers and you got it, and you're like, "Well, can we renegotiate right, the terms right, of this right, contract?" Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh gosh, I really need to do it now because yeah. I'm I, I'm tired of wasting literal years." Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, that's. My raw and black ass honest thing. So, wow, we just had this amazing conversation with Dre's roommate. Um, just about mindfulness yes. and uh, what the fuck the podcast is about. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually... We actually need to write that down because like, I feel like we've never explicitly... Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even having that conversation made me think deeper about what this podcast is about. <laughs> Bitch, what the, the fuck have we been talking about? Completely mindful about the fucking podcast. Oh, I hate God. myself so much. I don't, for real. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so um, we're still in Raw and Honest. Yes, we are. Yes, yes. And my Raw and Honest, very plain and simply, is that I am lazy. Okay. Wow, it feels so good to say that. Amen. Bitch, I am lazy. Amen. I'm lazy. <laughs> Tell your truth. It is okay. Um, I am super good because I... Because I carry with me the privilege of, like, speaking what folks identify as standard English and, like, being what people identify as conventionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm sure my light skinnedness also has a has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of the times I can get away with simply saying talking about a thing that I want to do, mm-hmm. and that just simply talking about a thing is enough to carry me through like the praise mm-hmm. uh, that I probably like. The, the praise that is probably only worthy of somebody who has actually done the thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I get the praise for saying <laughs> the thing and that in, in and of itself is enough for me and I never actually work on it and which is not to place that blame on other people uh, for praising me because right. I think that it's completely yes like people should definitely support their friends when they say they want to do a thing right. but I think for me um I don't know when it began. And I'm, I honestly think... I don't know. I don't know. It, it began a long time ago, though. <laughs> but I am definitely very much um, a proponent of saying I'm doing a thing and then not doing it. Amen. Or, like, saying I'm going to do a thing and mm. then leaning upon others. <laughs> Until they actually do the hard part of starting the thing, and then I sort of sneak back into <laughs> my own idea, my own shit that I wanted to do, um, and assist <laughs> in my own vision. 
or like saying I'm going to do a thing and then being forced to do it. <laughs> Which as we expound. were just talking about oh, are you are you trying to read me? No, I'm saying expound on it. Actually expound? Okay. Um like for instance. Like, for instance <laughs> Um, while we were uh, in between, whatever, <laughs> Dre has this uh, has this deep desire to continuously remind me that um, all of the things that I have right now in my relationship are things that I asked for. Um, and one of the main things that I asked for, just generally in life, but it's showing up most prominently in this relationship. Is mindfulness and intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, and my girlfriend um, keeps forcing me to be intentional. And honestly, I was I was literally about to say I didn't ask for this, but literally <laughs> I did. Actually. <laughs> literally. Actuality, yep. I wrote these words, yeah. bitch. I wrote them down. Um <laughs> And and honestly, this relationship is showing me. It has shown me that I am lazy. <laughs> that I there are a lot of things that I expect to just come naturally for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I expect that if they don't come naturally, that they are not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea that um, I have to put energy into doing something. What? Bitch, what? <laughs> And I think it also, again, I'm I'm trying to own my shit, but also identify like the 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 places from which these uh, counterproductive narratives are coming from. Mm. But I think there's definitely a narrative in that maybe I've talked about before, but this narrative out of like capitalist white supremacist patriarchy, where um, once you become an adult, you are no longer you are. You are an adult. Mm-hmm. You don't get to experiment anymore. You, it's everything is hard and fast. Yeah. You play by the rules. You button your shirt up. You're serious, yeah. and there are no more games. But like, no pedal like, yeah. <laughs> nah, like. Um, Especially lately, I'm trying to cut you off, but like no. this, like this, this view that we've been adopting uh, culturally or socially that like in your 20s mm. you're supposed to have it together. My God. Where no. it's like, it's wild. Y'all, like I'm almost some... out of my 20s. And I'm still well. trying to find my way into togetherness. <laughs> still trying. Like, but then when you listen to people who are older and said, like, nigga, no, my 20s and my 30s, if we're being honest, were right. just me making a whole bunch of mistakes. Right. And making it up as I go along. Yeah. But, like, because the 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 primary narrative is that you are an adult, you need to have it together, everyone is spending 97% of their energy covering up all of their fuck ups so they can present themselves as this like put together ass nigga that like has their shit together exhausting, Exhausting. completely exhausting oh my god, and it serves no one nobody, um, absolutely no one um so that is something that I'm learning, um, and I if if I had her uh, uh, consent, I would read the essentially the contract that my girlfriend sent me about. Um, so tomorrow is Valentine's Day, mm. about the day after Valentine's Day that we are going to. She took off of work, and we're going to spend a day together, uh, drawing up boundaries, discussing what we want out of our relationship, and. 
all this shit and she was like okay bitch so i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you this because you need to come prepared you need to have researched or because you know one thing that i articulated to her um a while ago not a while ago maybe last week um was that I realized that I don't know how to set boundaries, and that's just a thing that I don't know how to do. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that was enough of an admission to mm-hmm. say, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But for her, it's like, okay, so bitch, you've identified that you don't know what to do, so what you finna do about it? Mm. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so just not knowing and admitting that I don't know isn't enough? Oh, okay. So I have Chris to do the... is on some other shit. Okay, I so I have to bleep happy. that out. Great. So you're just... <laughs> Wait, have you said her... No, I have not. Okay. I hey, we're, said... we're here now. We're here now. No, all right. No, so we're here that, now. No, I'm not bleeping bleep, shit out. You won't bleep that out. I don't know how okay, to bleep shit out. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. No. For like two seconds? No. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Anyway, uh, Beloved is on some <laughs> other shit and I'm here for it. Wow. For real. For real. Um and um, <laughs> look, you identify the problem, so go. Like, I'm not gonna help. Right. You you go. You go find it. You go yeah. find the solution. Wow. And I I'm just like, whoa, <sighs> that's another level of accountability yeah. that I am unfamiliar with. My heart. Yeah. Ooh. And I, you know, I I like I feel like every day I oscillate between like. Wow, I love you very deeply, and also you're annoying as fuck, and I hate you. Not I hate you, but you're annoying as fuck. Yeah, this is mean. all annoying. Yeah. Um, your level of intentionality is annoying as fuck. Um, but I, I do know, like when when she sent me again, what essentially is a contract <laughs> for Thursday. Um, she was like, you know, I I won't accept like us coming to the table to do this thing that we said we were going to do of setting boundaries and making sure we're clear about what we want and you just showing up to spitball. And I was like, word, because I do that a lot. And again, this idea of like, I came up with the idea. (laughs) So, I mean, everything henceforth is like, it's kind of like extra, right? Um, So that, that has been, it's, I feel like this is a completely uphill battle for me, for me, um, and like going to be so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just this shit is trying. So yeah. yes, I'm I'm a lazy ass nigga. You know? <laughs> I'm lazy, and I don't. I also want to temper that with, um, you know, this this understanding that. As fat black queer people, mm-hmm. it is not. It has never been intended for us to have love, mm-hmm. to have a love that is healthy, to have a love that is intentional, um, but just mostly to just have love. That that's not yeah. something that uh, the world has intended for mm-hmm. us. So like, Especially. I also have to hold that as well and right, not right. be hard on myself for not having these skills, yeah. for not knowing actually what communicating means Mm -hmm. actually what being honest and really really owning my shit means um because i i I was not supposed to have this experience in the first place um so yeah especially another black person especially with another fat black queer person (sighs) not i wasn't supposed to have this um so yeah, I'm really, I'm really thankful for that. Wow. So we can just stop the podcast here because we are nine hours into 
this show. Great. It's okay because uh, there's little, there, there won't be a date in the sex section. So there just won't be. We're cutting that out today. Cut that bitch out. <laughs> Maybe we're recording. Maybe we're not. Make your decision today. Choose your own journey. In case we are recording, as you see, we're not. We know who's uh, who's who. We're not recording. <laughs> Stop fucking with you. All right, so it is now time for the church affirmation. Yeah. Um, and in this segment. We highlight a scripture in that good book um, that has a a specific affirming uh, message for us as fat black queer folks. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Dre, if you would please take it away. Um, Sure. Um, my church affirmation will be coming from the book of Joel. Come on. Uh, the second chapter. Read. Verses 25 uh, to uh, 26. Did you, I don't know if you watched the um, unveiling of the portraits yesterday of Obama, of the Obamas. Oh, I saw the recording of it, yeah. But I, I don't think I ever noticed how similar Michelle Obama and Barack Obama's speaking styles are. Really? It's why like they both have that uh because <laughs> you know how people like anytime people are like impersonating Obama yeah. they do they really long, lean into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also does that shit. It's I did wild. Not realize that. I was I was like, y'all niggas spend way too much time around each other. Me looking at two black ass married ass people talk about y'all been around each other too long. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Also, those portraits were amazing. Amen. Also, yesterday gave another opportunity for niggas to hate black women and their art. Um, but here we are, you Amen. know? <laughs> Amen. Great. Um, so it comes from the uh. 25th and 26th verse. Read! Um, <laughs> and the thing I'll... To, y'all, that actually happened. Okay, here's the thing. Email us if you went to a church growing up where they did that shit in the pulpit. Or like... <laughs> In the front of the church. What is the front of the church called? The, like that the, whole the ass pulpit. section. Not just the pulpit, but like the pulpit, the podium, the choir stand. I feel like I that should have. Th- that, that whole thing is called the pulpit. That's no, what I, it's not. That's what I was raised to The know. pulpit does not include the choir stand. I thought everything that's Bitch, on no. that stage. I'm not doing this. Was I'm not doing pulpit. this with you. Read! <laughs> <laughs> and you shall. No, I'm sorry. So, and I will restore. And I will. Re- <laughs> To you. <laughs> to you. The years that the locust. The years that the Lord. The... <laughs> not at all. Locust <laughs> hath eaten the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. Mm. We thank God for the reading of his word. Um, so, uh, basically, this kind of goes back um, to my Ron Honest segment. Just, like, this whole thing of me feeling, not feeling, me actually wasting whole-ass 52-week periods mm-hmm. um, doing absolutely nothing. Or just, like, you know, 
feeling obligated to other things or whatever the case. Just me not listening to the instruction. And this um, this scripture to me um, says that even though you feel like you've wasted all this time mm-hmm. and, you know, you have you feel like you've done nothing with the time that's passed, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you'll just hunker down and do what you knew to do, um, it'll... it'll be like all that time wasn't wasted it'll just all be restored to you mm-hmm. um if you do it this is specifically to me because i uh, i mentioned the last podcast you know this energetic agreement that i that i made with the universe with god mm-hmm. with you know my higher self to hearken <laughs> onto mm-hmm. instruction um because I'm asking for it, not just because it's being like forced on me, but because I'm requesting it. Mm-hmm. And so once instruction is given on what I need to do, I need to listen to it. And so if I do, like I still have time to redeem all the time that I've wasted. Okay. And that's very encouraging, you know, because like I'm close to 30. And when you hit, when you get to that almost 30 mark, mm-hmm. you just feel, you look back on your life and be like, Bitch, what did I what do have I for done? that time? And you feel like, damn, a lot of us can feel like we've done nothing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to not feel like I've done nothing once yeah. I hit 30. I want to feel accomplished. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's encouraging. Absolutely. Um, and, and another piece of that is just, like, reminding yourself that, like, it's never too late to start again. Mm-hmm. Um, that periodic renewal, which is why I have Mercury. Sorry, just kidding. Saturn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> which is why I have Saturn between my titties, mm-hmm. um, which represents periodic renewal, um, which I feel like even in times when I don't want it to be happening, it is happening, mm-hmm. um, that I'm reminded that, like, I can start again, that I can try over, that I'm not irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, like, my constant state. Mm-hmm. Um, but in many ways, I feel like that is my constant state in a way that I have no control over. And I would love for that to be something that I am readily aware of Mm -hmm. and actually conducting Mm -hmm. um, intentionally of Mm -hmm. saying like here is a time where I notice I need to regenerate um, and and me initiating that process as Mm -hmm. opposed to that process being imposed upon me by like external forces that I have no control over Um, so yeah thank you for that All right. wet 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 Wait, how dare you? It's called Pills and Automobiles. Why would you... You know what? You should just call that song Wet Asshole. Wet Asshole is what you should call it. (laughs) That's going to be the name of this episode. If only we could submit that to us. Man. Maybe if we call it Wet Arsehole. No. 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 Well, we're back, y'all. And uh, now it's time for the dating and sex segment of the show. (laughs) And we almost didn't have nothing to share with yo. Yo, for real, on my notes, it says N.A. And not applicable. At all. There's nothing (laughs) for I, for me. There's nothing. And what God does not have for you... Is God not does not me. have for and I'm, you. I'm, here for, I'm fine with it. Amen. 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 So this will be all Janae. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to share uh, 
it's not quite a church affirmation, but it is a scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I will be coming out. Wait, of... wait is this? Are we on dating sex? Yes, okay. we are, nigga. I'm just what? kind of confused. This niggas, is new. Niggas hate something new. Niggas hate when you switch the style up. The nerve. And if they hate and let them hate it, watch the money pile up. A little 50 for you. Hello, nigga. 2000. How are you? So here nice we are. To see you again. Nigga, I went to see J Electronica when I was in Philly. And the one of the um, openers was a DJ who was amazing. And he threw on fucking many men. <laughs> that is the nigga. cut. That is the cut. Oh my God. That is a. That was a fire-ass song, it yo. Is. Wow. And that was from the era when I was still sneaking uh, at my aunt's house. I would, because they had a computer and a printer, I would sneak and print lyrics for rap songs and memorize oh, them. Oh, my God. And I specifically focused on Eminem, Ludacris, and 50 Cent for some reason. But I knew the fuck out of them songs. Can I mention something that I did yes. when I was in high school? Abs- this was in high school, though, was it? That I did when I was a high Okay, school. yes. Oh, God. I have never admitted this. Come on through. That's what we're here for. Radical this honesty. This is so trash. And openness. But I was also a teenager, and I was just discovering shit. <laughs> you would masturbate in the textbooks. No. On, in my... Uh, you would shit. No. In the classroom tissue my, box. Okay. So, let's... <laughs> all right. Rated so, it, bitch. My... <laughs> So, in, I think it was 11th grade, my homeroom was um, my, is it typewriting? Basically, the class where you learn how to type. Word processing. My word processing class. Y'all, fun fact, I never learned how to type. I never learned home row. I tried to learn last year. I tried to teach myself last year uh, when I was a teacher between between classes. It didn't work, so I need to get back to it. Yeah, just, there are multiple things on the internet. But, um, so, in my word processing class, every Friday... Oh my god! I would, I would go on the school computer. I'm so tickled already. As I'm soon so as I came in, and I would watch a preview of the latest gay porn episode of this site called Taggers, nigga. I don't know if it's still a preview. It was probably like 35 to 60 seconds. And I would watch it and I would be looking around to make sure niggas weren't looking at me. And it was every Friday. It was a thing. I was like, oh, new episode. But I couldn't, you know, I couldn't pay for the membership because nigga, I have a credit card. And also, black mamas find everything. Shit was a so black mother I, in your home. So I took the risk of doing it on a home computer as opposed to, I mean, a school computer as opposed to a home computer. That's how That's much so I was like, mama. No. No. Suspend me, bitch. <laughs> Just don't tell my mama why. Right. Wow, oh, I, I I buried that deep. I didn't. I just realized that. I forgot I did That's that. So real. Wow. I'm sorry. You you continue. It was just that just made me think yeah, about you shit that I didn't. Moment. Oh God. <laughs> I I completely forgot about that until this moment. <laughs> this moment. Well, when I was a child, <laughs> I used to. So we got a we had computers growing up because my aunt and uncle would always send us their old computer when they got a new one. Okay. Um, so that happened like every like 
three or four years, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so I was I pretty much grew up with a computer in my house mm-hmm. for that reason. Um, so <laughs> here we go. Yes, I think it was about middle school, probably. I anyway, <laughs> probably around middle school, and I had found some porn sites that I was into. <laughs> And for some reason, the word orange is popping up in my head. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe peach is why. That's okay. peach. Something peach. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I had created... Creating? <laughs> I had created... <laughs> on the seventh day. <laughs> I had created this process of like watching porn where I would watch it <clears throat> and of course always previews because uh-huh. at that point everything was for pay everything you couldn't you couldn't watch anything mm-hmm. for real no. um so I would pull up whatever sites I could with the previews watch a little preview you know look around the corner <laughs> make sure my mama wasn't coming in the room also it was so we had a like a what is it called that you keep the computer in that has like closing doors? I know what you mean. I don't yeah, know that called. thing. So I would have the doors closed. <laughs> I just, you know, so that I could see yes. around yes. the door. And also I could just, you know, gently close it if mm-hmm. somebody was coming. So <laughs> so I would watch my little previews. Yeah. And then once I watched what I wanted to watch, I would uh, go into the history, delete the history. And um, then I had to go into the browser yep. and type in the website and make sure yes. it didn't automatically that generate. Is it, nigga. That is it. <laughs> that was the process. And then delete that. But at some point, I think we were using like Netscape or some shit. <laughs> Netscape nigga at some point I think the Netscape changed their shit the way they operated so like I couldn't actually delete the automatically generated websites and my mom one day (laughs) the website came up and she was like Janae like Janae I just want you to know if you if do you do you want to have a conversation about sex because I want you to come to me when you have want to have a conversation about sex which black parents who raised kids in the 90s don't say some shit that you don't mean <laughs> yeah, please, what? please we talked about sex maybe two times in my childhood maybe twice maybe possibly um, oh so yeah, my mom saw that I was watching some dyke porn. It was definitely dyke porn. Probably white dykes. Um, just pussies in the wind. Only previews though. What did she say? What did you say to her? Did you say no? I just said, no mom, I don't want to talk about sex. <laughs> no mom, gosh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about sex. <laughs> I know, I know. You're here, I know. <laughs> Oh, and we wow. just didn't. I'm pretty sure we. I'm almost positive we did not talk about sex. But I just remember that one time, and I was like, "Bitch, you gotta be stealthier about your <laughs> <Yes>. shit." <laughs> That's wild. That's my, that was my only takeaway. <laughs> gotta be sneakier, nigga. Gotta be <laughs> more sneaky. <laughs> you gotta be sneakier, bitch. Oh my wow. God. Yo. 
Wow. Okay. So I don't know where that came from. Yeah. But yeah. here we are, yeah. 12 hours into <laughs> this episode. I'm actually going to skip over the verse because it doesn't fucking matter. But if you want to check it out on your own, James 1.26. Great. So... <laughs> So here is my dating and sex. Um, here are my thoughts. So, um, I lied to y'all niggas. <laughs> Honesty is not easy, bitch. I, in previous episodes, or maybe just one previous episode, I mentioned that, you know, dating is an opportunity to have an easier uh, entry point for uh-huh. honesty. Um, I lied. <laughs> Niggas, I lied. Unintentionally so, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I did. Um, and I think that that was under the guise of understanding honesty as an external practice of mm-hmm. like just me saying, like, this is what I'm not feeling. And I did not take on the fact that honesty requires me to not just tell someone I'm not feeling that or no or like whatever, but also me taking the time to internally um, interrogate and navigate um, what is this thing that I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Um, Why am I feeling it? What is the source or the root of this feeling? Is it something that has nothing to do with anyone outside of uh, anyone but myself? Uh Um, Does this need to be articulated to other folks? Um, And yes, and it there's a lot that has to happen before you are able to just like frivolously say, "Oh, I'm not feeling you." Yeah, like because also what I know is like. And I think that's mostly how I framed it um, when I mentioned, like, hey, yeah, it's an easy entry point to honesty. <laughs> um, it's like what we do know is that desirability is very political. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we feel about others often uh, is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, folks around us are mirrors. Yeah. Um, so, so much of what I've been <laughs> Oh, God. So much of what I've been learning around honesty is, like, the importance of being honest with yourself first. And I feel like I've said this before on an episode. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But, yeah. Because also what I'm learning is there's a lot of responsibility that I do not accept that mm-hmm. I should be accepting mm-hmm. um, for ways that I feel, for ways that I show up in the world, for experiences that I have, for um, the way that I feel around about others mm-hmm. and how they show up has a lot to do with um, my own unresolved shit that I need to take a responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, No. Like, being honest is not something you can just decide, oh, yeah, I'm dating a new person, so I'm just going to be, air quote, radically honest Mm -hmm. with this person. No, it doesn't just work that way. You have to actually um, take that time and and, and sit with your own thoughts and sit with your own feelings um, before you just go, like, rattling off all this shit under the guise of honesty and radical honesty with others um, because honestly a lot of that can be very harmful Mm -hmm. and like 
Um, I think a lot of the times um, folks claim honesty um, as a way to just be completely dismissive of other folks' feelings, experiences, um, and just to be rude as fuck. Reckless, yeah. Reckless with other folks' emotions. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, no. Yeah, I lied, y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) My bed. So that's that. Amen. Um, Jesus. Oh, just look. That's, uh, yeah, that is a long ass, arduous ass process. Like, so many steps that, like, I th- when you break down shit like that, and you realize how many steps it take, it takes to actually be, to actually, um, because I, I feel like a lot of times we use, we use these um, terms, they, they become like buzzwords yes. as opposed to just like yes. actually being like, okay, Actual well, practices. this is, yeah, this is what it means practices, and this yeah. is what it involves. Yes. Yes. Um, so much. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel you. Amen. Um, and the, the scripture that I was going to quote but didn't was talking about like, if you are unable to be honest with yourself, then your religion is worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Th- personalizing that for me um, is thinking about like I say that I am uh, this intersectional black womanist um, queer person in the world and that carries a lot of um, ideology with it Mm -hmm. and I think to this point I haven't really and this is something I'd love to talk about in a future um, episode when I've actually had a t- had time or taken time <laughs> not had time taken time mm-hmm. to uh, flesh the thoughts out but I don't really have a a strong philosophy on what that actually means like a uh-huh. guiding philosophy yeah. on like here is what that like explicitly means for me Mm -hmm. and this philosophy guides everything I do I think so a a lot of how I navigate the world is very um, circumstantial I don't know like I take each (laughs) each thing that pops up in my life as a different circumstance and I don't have like a grounding philosophy that's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. here is here is the philosophy that says this is how I will engage anything that I experience in my life. Yeah. I'm just like, every single time something new pops up, I'm like, okay, how do I respond? How right. do I, where do I come from in this um, situation? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's an exhausting way to live life. Yeah. Um, so definitely um, that being honest with myself first about what is most important to me? Why are these things most important? How do I act upon them in a way that, allows me to show up in the world that is reflective of the importance that they hold in my life mm-hmm. and how then um, do I engage with others in a way um, that is reflective of those principles and that uh, philosophy um, that I have mm-hmm. and want to impart on folks that I engage with. So, Amen. Real. Yes. Personal healing practice. Alright, I'm done. So, the personal healing practice... <laughs> It's a segment where we talk about something that we're incorporating into our daily, weekly, monthly life, whatever, that is um, helping us to um, facilitate the healing that we find necessary. Um, Something, you know, that could be simple, complex, that we just love to do that is helping us along this journey. So, my personal healing practice is a simple-ass bitch 
simple as one. Um, I've been drinking water a yes. gallon a day. Yes. And um, tending to my black ass business. Mm. And I don't mean that in like the generic way, but daily. In the, I'm not, see something and don't say something way, but it's yeah. like, okay. I'm talking about like daily realizing that I have a mountain of shit that I need to address on my own plate. On my own plate. And not <laughs> avoiding that to do everything mm. else. Like, finding it necessary to tend to my own garden. Mm. Because I will tend to everything else and then my plants, my harvest, my crop is dying. And, um, mm. yeah, I've been definitely uh, making sure that daily I will find one thing at least, no matter how minuscule, to be like, okay, well... What can we do? And when I say we, I'm talking about... Like, I, I talk to myself like I'm another person. Like, a, my really? voice will talk to myself as mm-hmm. another person. Um, which I think I mentioned on the first yeah, Watcher podcast. Amen. Um, Saying it out loud. Yeah. And um, we'll be like, okay, well, what can we do about this? Um, at the very least, I'll think about it if I don't act on it. Like, I'll consider it. I'll write down yeah. what I think. So that's been helpful. But also, one other thing I've been doing is affirming myself. Mm. Um, and not in a way of, like, affirmations. You are, you was kind. You was smart. You know what I mean? Like, it's more so um, me affirming that my thoughts are real. Mm-hmm. Because I find, I find that, like... A lot of times, especially lately, since I've I've make I've made the move to like take the reins in my own life, mm-hmm. that like my the process that I've been employing for myself, like I've been being gaslit for mm. it, like, and then me just thinking that like maybe um, the manner in which I'm navigating isn't right, or mm. maybe what I said wasn't right or maybe even like the thought process isn't correct or maybe even what I thought was right isn't actually right Mm -hmm. I've been like no actually you put a lot of thought into this like considerable amount of thought Um, even after you made the decision and you were sitting there like okay well let's survey what let's survey what we did and I would survey it like taking (laughs) mad amount of time to be like was this okay and every time I'd be like yes it's difficult, and I think I need. I, and I kept on affirming to myself that the pushback you're feeling isn't that you're wrong. It's that it's a difficult process. Yeah. The pushback is just it being difficult, mm. and the fact is that it's not something you're used to, and you need to learn because this is a new muscle I'm operating to do something that is the right choice for me, but also feeling the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Of feeling like I'm letting folks down. And that's a brand new feeling that I'm used to feeling and then doing something to remedy it. As opposed to just sitting in it and Mm -hmm. being okay with it. So I've been affirming myself as that discomfort comes in that it's okay and it'll pass. And yeah, so that's some helping. That's awesome. Amen for the healing. Amen. Amen for the healing. Okay, so... I'm going to go through this as fast as humanly possible, y'all, but y'all know I'm long-winded, so here we go. All right, number one, journaling. Bitch, I started journaling uh, at the top of February. Yeah, first day, or the day before 
to January 31st. Um, and I try to journal once in the morning and once at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have really kept in my mind um, something that I saw Eve Ewing um, post like right before the new year about how her new year's resolution is to write three sentences a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is an author. Um, and I was just like, that is a, a brilliant thing. So, um, I've been journaling. I try to keep it three sentences per day, mm-hmm. but sometimes it gets longer. Um, it's never been short. Actually, this morning it might have been shorter. Mm-hmm. And it might have just been like the same sentence three times, actually. Um, but that has been really helpful to just document, like, here's what happened today. Because it's very easy to, to forget the the big lessons of the day and that uh restriction of three sentences uh-huh. really makes me hone in on like what was important today what do i really want to keep a record of yeah. that was that was um that will be important going forward in my mindfulness um, and building mindfulness and intentionality mm-hmm. around how I navigate the world. Yeah. So journaling and then at the bottom of each time I journal, um, I have a section that is things that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like just a brain dump. It, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I'm thinking about how much I dread making a grocery list. Sometimes it's like I'm thinking about I need to call my mom today. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it'll uh, I'll add a list of people that I'm thinking about and, and want to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, if not that day, that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been really great. Yeah. Um, Next thing, um, and this was a realization. Wow, we haven't. No, it's been three weeks, at least three weeks since we recorded Has last. It? Yeah, um, because damn. also went to Selah, um, had <laughs> Selah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so during Selah, which was about three weeks ago, um, my friend Jamila, shout out to Jamila with the Process podcast with Austin Monroe. Mm. Um, Jamila was telling me about how um, she and her partner um, use this format that I um, shared, uh, that I I used with my ex-partner um, called the Bathing Meeting, and it's essentially just a family meeting format. So mm-hmm. you start with affirmations where you affirm each other, then you talk about uh, issues and challenges, or concerns and challenges, rather, and then... Um, any chores that you have um, individually or collectively and things you want to do together to have fun. Um, and I think there's one more segment section that I'm missing. Um, and I had a realization, well, I didn't have it, but Jamila brought it about um, because she told me that she and her partner use that meeting format weekly. And I don't know why it did not occur to me to use that weekly. I think... Honestly, I think it was because I was like, that feels like too much. Uh Um, But, like, in hindsight, it makes so much sense that that should be a weekly thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we were using it monthly, um, Mm. me and my ex. So, I, um, though it's not a healing practice that I have begun yet, I have suggested that to my current partner, and um, she seems down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing the communicative-ass person and solution-oriented <laughs> person she is, I'm sure she will be super down for it. Um, two more. <laughs> Go on. Have your feel. Ah, 
Okay, so um, one thing that has been really important for me um, when we're talking about, you know, being honest with ourselves first is um, this idea that I've sort of coined, like, mind and heart zero. So you know how people, like, some people work to, like, make sure that their emails are at zero mm-hmm. um, at the end of the week or whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... In my experience, there a lot of the issues that I have in relationships, and that I'm talking primarily romantic, but immediately when I said that, I'm also thinking about like the friendships and like even with one of my past therapists. But a lot of issues that I have had in relationships have been because I have not voiced a concern when I had the concern or not apologized the moment that I knew that I did something wrong and just allowed those things to like fester fester and like turn into things that they didn't need to um so um as part of my mindfulness practice in my relationship um my romantic relationship and also um you know how that resonates outward to all of my other relationships, um, I have made a practice of when I don't feel comfortable about something that I've done or that I've said or um, if I feel uncertain about something, I am either apologizing immediately when I feel that feeling, Mm -hmm. I am asking the question the moment that I realize, oh, I don't understand this thing, or oh, I'm confused about this thing, or oh, I'm uncomfortable about this thing, Um, and um, mostly apologizing, though, because (laughs) I'm a born and bred fuck up. And that has been really helpful. One, it's really helpful to, (laughs) because now, like, you have this, like, running log of times that you observe that you have fucked up um, because you have made that observation with someone else. Uh Um, So it's like a race against myself to, like, fuck up less. (laughs) So I have less (laughs) of an account to keep. Uh Um... And it's also, fuck, what was the other part? Um, it's also just great to not be carrying around those feelings mm-hmm. um, that yes. don't serve me, yeah. that um, can only be resolved by talking it out and, and, and knowing that the longer that I hold on to these things, the larger that they grow. So, um, yeah, having those moments, like, um, my partner and I, so I told you all about the photo shoot that we had this past weekend. I completely forgot, like, completely forgot, (laughs) um, that my partner and I were supposed to have this important conversation on Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, after the photo shoot. I completely forgot it. Mm -hmm. Like, and also it's important to mention that, like, you apologizing for the thing, does not mean that someone else cannot be mad at you for the thing just Nigga. because you apologized. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because like, niggas really think that apologies is like their ticket out. Right? No. Yeah, and that, that was hard to grapple with. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just what you need to do to, to get your heart and mind at zero. Yeah. And you can't control what other folks do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my relationships, I would hope that um, 
these folks that I'm in community with would not hold it over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are allowed to be mad. Yeah. If you fuck up and it impacts them. They're right. allowed to be mad and that's yeah. something that I'm still grappling with. <laughs> yeah. Because it's stressful because I fuck up a lot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I think and I also think that like a lot of people like if if once you apologize, um, that person isn't immediately receptive to mm. it they they try to like control their emotions because they feel like it's going to be forever and they don't even give them a chance to Wait, process who, who tries to control so, like, emotions so, so someone a, person A uh-huh. screwed up mm-hmm. they apologize to person B right because person B isn't immediately receptive mm-hmm. to the apology person A thinks or person A may try to like control person B's feelings and be like well or like try to explain it away mm. and it's like nigga mm-hmm. just let this cause I, I feel like a lot of times people feel like because the person's mad now they'll always be mad yes. and you don't even give them a chance to process the apology right. and just be like okay well you know let them process it yeah. they may be okay later they may not but yeah. give them that chance yeah yeah. so real um, and out of that out of that realization um I just realized, you know, if something is important to me, I need to schedule it. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. I need to put it on my calendar. I need to make an alert. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And the last one. Okay. <laughs> the last one was. Okay, so the last personal healing practice is reminding myself. Um, that I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about this before, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but, oh God, I feel like this whole section has been the dating segment. <laughs> but, um, wow, so I'm about to be super honest right now. Okay. So, um, this conversation that my partner and I were supposed to have, um, was around whether or not we wanted to continue to be in a relationship or not. Um, For many reasons, just like some dikey shit, but also very valid shit. Um, And, um, you know, I mentioned that I, um, you know, there's stuff that I need to work on about myself and... um, I learned from my last relationship that space is a really good conduit of doing that work. Um, But I also thought that, like, um, it's important to not compare circumstances because I I think it's also totally possible that I can be mindful in this relationship and also do the work at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I said my piece, she, um, she sort of echoed my thoughts of, like, you know, she's can she has areas of concern around you know um, the the area my areas of growth and um, yeah things like that and I was like okay well let's just make this really easy and let's just say like let's take a step back from this relationship um, and that was like a whole thing and it was stressful and. Um, the conversation that ensued after that was, of course, because she's mindful, very mindful and very like, okay, so what, what does this mean? And like, what does this look like? And blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then later in the day, um, she, um, 
she called me and she was just talking about how um, it seemed as though um, my saying, okay, let's take a step back or let's just stop, um, felt to her like a, let me beat you to this decision or let me beat you to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, and like, I was like, okay, that's, you know, valid. And the conversation was very short, but, um, she was just telling me like, bitch, you're like, you're worthy of love. Like, even if you fuck up, you're worthy of, um, being supported and cared for and, you know, having someone to be a co-conspirator in this work and, um, you know, all this shit. And it was a very short conversation, um, but that just sent me, (laughs) sent me to a lot of places and really got me thinking about, um, about one, so, so it started in this place of like, just me taking a step back from my actual circumstance and thinking about all of the cis head ass people that are fuckless about the feelings of their partners, treat their partners like shit, don't work on their shit, don't bother to ever think about working on their shit and feel completely deserving of the love that they receive from their partners. Completely. Um, without question. Without question. Wow. Or reservation. Wow. And, and which is not to say that I am holding my black queer love to a standard, to a heteronormative standard, but it is to say that I need to be vigilant as a fat black queer person in this world about reminding myself of my worthiness and reminding myself that though. Um, this perpetual state of proving my humanness and proving my worthiness is a normalized state as of a fat black queer woman in this world. I can't take that on. Um, I can't take that on. Um, I have spent more than enough time trying to prove my humanness and my worthiness to the point of anytime I make the slightest fuck up, anytime I like do anything that I feel like detracts from me proving that, I feel like I'm immediately like irredeemable, don't deserve anything, should not have anything. And um, that is not what it means to be a human. That is not what it means to live life. Um, so. I was, I've really been sitting with that. That happened on Sunday. So I've really been sitting with that and um, just just thinking about how this whole ass world got us fucked up um, and thinking that we are unworthy and, and like also just thinking um, at, in other contexts outside of romantic relationships when we're thinking about, you know, there have been several articles published about how like black black people generally but mostly black women won't apply to a job that they're missing one qualification for whereas white men will be missing 12 qualifications and a degree and will apply for it and get the job because people who are more qualified but not quite meeting the excuse me 
qualifications don't apply. Nigga, do you know how many times I've seen a job that said needed two years of experience? I had one and a half. It's just said, nah, I can't do Right. It. Oh, my right. God. And then, like, times in which, like, I've had whole-ass friends going through, like, borderline homelessness and, like, really hard and difficult financial situations that I don't find out about until they're on the other side of it because they have shame around experiencing, uh, around not having any knowledge of financial shit and, and, and fucking up financially and all these things that everyone else is also doing but because we exist in the world as queer, black um for some of us first generation middle class for some of us working class bodies we feel like any small fuck up that we um that we have is the end of the world um and that is just simply not true we are as and i i I truly and deeply believe that our the fact that we exist in this world is completely miraculous and completely magical and also we are not magic. Like, the, it, we are not, that's yeah. just not we're what the we are. of magic. Right. Stuff, but we're not magic ourselves. No. Yeah. We are human. Yeah. And that includes being completely perfect mm-hmm. and completely flawed. Yeah. And being able to encapsulate both of those things and hold both of those things in tension um, and understand that both are, one is just as important as the other. Yeah. So that really helped me to um, contextualize the fact that um, one, actually, yes, that was what I was doing when I said, mm, let's just take a step back <sighs> from something that I know that I wanted, something yeah. that I know that was growing me and her, something that um, has been based in love. Um, and yeah, so so that worthiness piece for so many reasons, yeah. It keeps on showing up just in different faces, and that's so wild, yo. So that was personal healing practice. Um, Heavy. Heavy. Oh, and one more thing. (laughs) It's still part of this uh, this whole worthiness piece, but it also showed up when I was booking all of my travel for um, the rest of my travel for this month. Um, So I'm like booking my own travel. First of all, I'm booking it the week before I'm supposed to do it because because I had so much anxiety around. So I'm going to Las Vegas and Tucson, Arizona for work. And I had so much anxiety around asking um, this multi-million dollar nonprofit um, if I could stay an extra day at both of the locations because... Essentially, there's uh, two days between um, the different workshops that I'm supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. and both of them, well, Arizona and Nevada, Mm -hmm. so that's really far from Virginia. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's a little far, okay? Yeah. Um, So typically, I come in the day before, leave the day after, but there, like I said, are two days between those two workshops, Mm -hmm. and I just had the most anxiety and stress around asking them if they would permit me to stay in both of those locations for one extra day so I didn't have to fly back to Virginia and come back 
out to Tucson yeah. um, in in the matter of a day. Yeah. So take four flights in the matter yeah. of five days. Yeah. Um, so that, so that, which is why, that is why it took me so long to, to <laughs> finally book these flights. And mind you, I never asked them. Uh-huh. I was just like, fuck it. I'll book it. If they say they're not covering it, I guess I'll have to bite the bullet uh-huh. and whatever. Um, but like, even while I was booking the flights and the travel, specifically the flights, have you ever used Google flights before? I've never been on a plane. So there's that. Oh my that. goodness. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this before. Yeah. Um, so on Google flights, uh, which is a really great tool for finding uh, airfare that's affordable. Um, it will highlight the cheapest flights mm-hmm. and it'll put them, populate them at the top. And I realized that I had spent like 45 minutes trying to find the cheapest flight. Uh-huh. I found it only for like reality to kick in and realize bitch you are you've been working on finding a flight that is only ten dollars cheaper than the rest of the flights bitch you are trying to save this multi-million dollar organization ten (laughs) dollars bitch why so that they can have their pad time apparently Apparently, so they can they can have one more bowl of ramen <laughs> with a, with an additional soft boiled egg. So that was just another place of like, wow. So I don't feel like I'm worthy of a flight that costs ten dollars more. Extra dollars. So that was another thing. Thank you all for listening. This has been way longer than I intended, but here we are. Yeah, um, but needed. So amen. <laughs> Trying to catch the beat. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Obligatory nonsense is a segment where we just talk about, um, like, <laughs> y'all fool ass niggas. Yeah. And we fun. said on uh, the last podcast that we just need to retell this white nonsense. White. Um, <gasps> yo, do you know about that uh, Facebook group, White Nonsense Roundup? Yes. Oh my God. I They've love- randomly dropped into some of my posts. <laughs> Over the it's period so of my beautiful. Facebook lifetime, yeah. Just, you just tag them on Facebook, be like, get your people, and they come swiftly and get them. And both of the times that they've jumped into my posts, uh-huh. they've not been tagged. So I don't know if it was like a private messaging that happened, maybe, Look, um, or what. Either but way, I'm, I, I'm so grateful when I see that shit on the post. Truly. Because they are swiftly, just swiftly gathering them and talking just to them about their white shit. Amen. Yeah. So this week in Obligatory Nazis, I talked about the fact that um, some white bitch hit me... In the last podcast, I talk about some white bitch hit me, uh, hit my car. So, yes. um, and you know, she lied to the insurance company, all that kind of you shit. You know what they do best. <laughs> so, we have another segment called uh, Pay Your Tides, basically talking about, you know, black femmes, black women, and, you know, their greatness and how we need to bow down. So, this kind of ties into the next segment. So, uh, what happened with the insurance company? Uh, is they well what happened was I ordered the crash report and I saw on the crash report so let me just preface all this by saying so the cop that wrote the crash report was a black Mm. man and who did I say but a few episodes ago (laughs) is the greatest oh god is the greatest ally of white womanhood like y'all niggas (laughs) 
it, it became so apparent. I was like, so the cop was a black man, and the woman who hit me was an old white lady. So what happened was he asked both of us for statements on what happened. I gave my statement. I explicitly wrote down. I said, she hit me, and then the car behind her hit her car further into mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the white lady said something different to me when we got up. She was like, yeah, I hit you, but um, the I think that didn't do too much damage. The car hit me until you did most of it. I was no, like, whatever. Suzanne. Right. I was like, okay, girl, if you think so. I don't care. But anyway, so... I said what I said. Right. So, I guess what she did was she told the cops something else. Mm-hmm. And whose statement was the one that got in the crash report? Mm-hmm. Whose statement? I wonder. The old white bitch. Mm-hmm. Of course. I wonder. Of course. So, this black man saw me and just said, I'm just going to go ahead and believe the white woman. That's what I'm going to do. And I should have not been surprised because that's what y'all niggas do. But I was a little, I think I was more mad than surprised. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what happened. So what had to happen is, or with the insurance policy I have, uh, what was going to happen was that they were going to repair my car, but I had a $500 deductible. Right. Um, so (laughs) what happened was I ended up calling my insurance company, uh, talking to them about it. Um, my agent who was assigned to my case wasn't there the whole week. Mm. Like he was at Disney World or something with his family. Of course. (laughs) But, um, I spoke to this lovely black woman. Come on. Black women, the gods. Saving the fucking world. Mm. So I talked to her. I talked to her about everything that happened. She was real sympathetic. She was like, yo, that's messed up. Like, like she really just lied to the police officer? I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? I can't believe, like, we both gave statements. He believed her. He put her uh, account on the crash report. She was like, yo, that is so messed up. Um, but she said, I'm going to be honest with you. Based on the crash report, because I, I sent it to her, The her insurance company is not going to cover you because... This is what the crash and it's difficult because to she contest. She said what she yep. said. And it's difficult to contest that in court. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. She's like, yeah, so I'm just not gonna get your hopes up. But here's what I what I'm gonna do. So she she's she asked me some more questions. Olivia Popin' it. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Okay, so you know what? Here's this. Based on what you said, um, we can cover you under the uninsured uh driver's policy. Basically somebody who basically the policy is someone who's uninsured hits you. Um they'll cover you under that as mm. opposed to like just a regular lying ass white women yeah okay. yeah that. <laughs> as opposed to the lying ass white right, women policy right. where you so, have to pay triple yeah right. so with that um my deductible went down from 500 to 200 dollars mm, bless god oh thank you oh thank you and there was a little bit of pettiness but we were reveling in it she was like well yes. just to let you know um Especially another reason why they won't cover you or they're going to fight, you know, not to cover you is because her car is totaled. I was mm. like, huh? She was like, yeah. <laughs> her car is completely totaled. Yes, there is nothing they can do with that car anymore. Amen. I was like, really? <laughs> and she, she, before I even said anything, and she noticed it in my voice. Awesome. She was like, um, yep, instant karma for you. That's just what it is. I was like, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And the wild thing about all of this, right, is that this was this woman's first day back from maternity leave. Mm. She said, I'm feeling a little woozy. You know what I mean? Mm. I've been, like, breastfeeding, all that stuff. I've just been up with this baby for four months. And it's my first day back. 
And she still managed to, like you said, Olivia Pope it, asked me a whole bunch of questions, write notes, mm. and made it so that my deductible decla- like, less. went down $300. Wow. And I was like, nigga. Just worship. Oh, thank you. Like, I just, it was just so amazing. I felt so grateful that she worked so hard to make sure that I was okay. And she was, like, I felt that she was genuinely concerned about what the hell happened. Um, And I just, like, I just can't express the gratefulness that I feel. Because, like, this is nonsense, but it turned into some great. Because of a black woman, I'm so grateful and Mm -hmm. I feel so full that she took so much time to make sure that I could fix my car because my my bumper was falling, falling off. off yeah that shit was basically on the dragging. ground dragging <laughs> that that was dragging and every time i drove and every time i drove it it got worse so Damn. my nigga i'm so grateful that it turned out the way it did yeah so amen Amen. That's so awesome. Yes. And this brings us right into, right into pay your tithes, nigga. Pay your tithes, nigga. Pay your tithes, nigga. Pay your tithes, nigga. Take a wiggle. We still have not ordered not no motherfucking tambourine. Tambourine. Since talking, <laughs> since talking about tambourines, I've ordered about. 20,000 different items off of Amazon. Not one Not of them a being a fucking tambourine. <laughs> my God. I did add, no, I don't think I added them to my cart either. I did pull them up, but look, it's okay. And um, you said something, and I thought about Andrew Caldwell. Let me tell you what sis did last I've night. I paying online. attention to him. Did you see last night? I don't think I saw Oh that, my God. Tell me more. Last night, Andrew Caldwell got his black lion ass online. And I'm not going to say he's lying about this, but I'm just saying generally he be lying. But this nigga got online talking about y'all. I just got some head. This saved ass nigga. It was hilarious. And then went into talking about um, how 2018 is the year of release for black men. I'm done. So that's that's what's happening in the saved world. I'm so done. I just want to know who gave that onto your uh, YouTube account just to make this. I'm so dead. <laughs> Just to make this sound so, effect. No. She was like, you better sit there and make this damn account. Sit there. You want an ass whooping? Then make the damn YouTube account. The world Souls needs... needs to be saved. <laughs> the People world need to needs be set free. free ministry. <laughs> you ungrateful ass nigga. Oh, wow. God. So blessed. So, here we are and pay, pay your tithes, nigga. Amen. Um... And today, I just want to talk about the importance of, one, checking toxic black masculinity, Mm. um, and two, protecting fat black femmes. Mm. Um, 
and flat, fat black women, women generally, um, you know, Amber and Jasmine over at Black Joy Mixtape, um, their first episode, which just came out this past Friday, their first episode um, was titled uh, The Year of the Fat Black Girl. Mm. Um, and it was just an amazing episode where they talked about being fat black women in this world. Um, and, you know, a, a big part of the conversation hinged upon Monique and, and that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And actually, Monique gave them a cosign mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, so that's lit. And Amber just released an article on Essence that's around Monique and being a fat mm-hmm. black woman in the world. Um, so, last weekend, was it Sunday night? No, no, Saturday night. Um I went with Nubu, whose name has now been exposed. Thanks, Dre. I love you so much. Hopefully I appreciate y'all just in here. Yeah, so. no, that you definitely heard it, Dre. Um, so I hung out with Nubu and her friends for the first time um, for one of her friends' birthdays. Mm-hmm. And as I told you um, a few days before the party, um, or no, the day of the party was when I talked to you about it, (laughs) Um, I knew that I was going to have the uh, pleasure of being in the presence of this petty-ass bitch (laughs) um, that was Nubu's friend. Mm -hmm. Let's call her TT. So TT... Um, <laughs> so Nubu told TT, and I'm just gonna go back to referring to Nubu as backpack. So, backpack, those the same amount of syllables. Backpack, <laughs> <laughs> backpack, um, told TT that, um, she would be bringing me to this, you know, gathering. Mm-hmm. To which TT responds, cuffing season will be over soon. <laughs> Which to me, I was just like, wow, wow. that yeah. is super hilarious and petty all yeah. in one breath. Yeah. Like, I was ecstatic about meeting someone that is that level of petty. <laughs> ecstatic. So we get to the celebration. We get, we, you know, come in. Um, it's a, it's a kickback. And um, TT leans in first thing. Um, just talking about like, oh, well, you ain't been around, man. Like you have, um, I just cannot deal with how dykes call each other, man. I just can't, I cannot. Anyway, um, you haven't been around, blah, blah, blah. And my thing was because I knew that none of these niggas have seen each other since, Nubu's birthday, which was December 30th. Mm-hmm. So none of the, they have not gathered as yeah. a circle as a collective, yeah. Since December 30th. <laughs> so why TT do you need to bring to anyone's attention multiple times over the night that you're surprised that you get to see Backpack? For what reason? Cuz you haven't seen any of these niggas since December 30th. So So obvious. So, um, she was just miserable. And, like, there would be times when we would have discussions and I would, you know, throw my hat in the ring and be part of the discussion. And any time I had something to say, TT had some contrarian-ass, like, something to counter my statement with. Mm -hmm. Um, Or when I was, like, 
talking, like the primary person talking, like TT would make a make a a scene about like making sure people knew that she wasn't paying attention to me or she would like get up and go grab a drink or just any and I'm just like, yo, it must really be something being that miserable. <laughs> so all of this uh is contextualized by the fact that Backpack thinks and it's deeply supported by evidence from Saturday night that <laughs> um, TT liked Backpack. Mm. Um, so it makes sense that when Backpack has a new boo that TT would be up in arms about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but the degree though nigga, the degree to which that nigga was up in arms was ridiculous. Um, so here we are uh, the piece de resistance I don't know however the fuck y'all niggas say that shit <laughs> um, so throughout the night um, and mind you it's predominantly masculine of center um, black <laughs> lesbian women um, in their late late 20s to mid to late 30s mm-hmm. um, so there were only two black femme, no, three black femmes. One was older, though, um, and there were two younger black femmes, myself and um, Backpack's other friend and, like, very close friend who I'll name Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole night, um, TT and a few of the other uh, masculine center folks were just like, uh, ragging on um, Ivy's feet. Like, so she had socks on. All of them had socks on. I was the only nigga with my socks off because I don't give a fuck because, like, are y'all niggas gonna pay for pedicures for me? <laughs> Do y'all? Like, I don't get, I'm too old to give a fuck about uh-huh. how y'all feel about how my socks look. My niggas still fuck me. <laughs> what? I'm great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could, I'm fuckless. Yeah. So the whole night they were just like, oh, I bet your feet are ashy. I bet your feet are ugly, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, y'all, this is like silly. Like, y'all, why aren't y'all doing this to any of each other who yeah. all have socks on? Yeah. I, I know why. Because none of them are femme. Mm. Great. So, we're getting to the end of the night, and TT decides she has had enough. She must <laughs> prove that Ivy has ugly feet. She has to. It is the, the core, at the core of her being. <laughs> it is the reason that she is alive. It's the reason she why she sings. Yes, it's the reason why she sings. <laughs> So, um, TT is like, oh, I'm going, you know, take off your socks, take off your socks, whatever, whatever. And it's so ridiculous even retelling the story. Because, mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. Why is this so important to you? Yeah. Um, and Ivy is just like, no, I'm not going to, whatever. And, like, I'm sitting on the floor, and Ivy is sitting up, like, on a chair. So my legs are really close to Ivy's feet. Mm -hmm. So she's like, Janae, like, cover my feet. So I'm like, okay, girl, like, I'm right here. This shit ain't, like, we're all adults here. Ain't no crazy shit about to pop (laughs) off or anything. So, like, yeah, I'll play around. I'll play along. And, of course, also protect black femmes. Mm. Um, This bitch TT's response is to get up (laughs) and gallop her big brolic armed guard ass over to us 
with one hand, grab my leg that's over Ivy's foot and thrust it up in the air. And with her other hand, like, grasp both of Ivy's feet and try and, like, take multiple times to yank her socks off. To pr- all again, just to contextualize this, all to prove that Ivy has ugly feet. There's no greater purpose. None. None. To which I'm frustrated because this is a person that I have never met before mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know you from Adam, bitch. Mm-hmm. I do know, however, that you are the pettiest, most miserable <laughs> bitch alive. Um. And I'm just like, please put my foot down. Stop. I don't know. Something like that. Something to that effect. She doesn't until she is satisfied with, like, completely removing Ivy's socks. Um, and um, Backpack chimes in. It's just like, like stop while, while this is happening. But it did happen really quickly and just whatever. So finally, um, TT sits down. Um, and at some point she apologizes. I do not accept her apology, but I don't think that like registered with anyone. Um, and I was just really frustrated for the rest of the night. And I, um, didn't think that I would feel anything more than frustrated, um, for the rest of the night until, um, it was time for us to go. And I, I was a DD that night. Mm Um, and... So I was driving and I don't know, as I was driving, just all these thoughts about times when folks robbed me of my like bodily autonomy Mm -hmm. flood into my brain. Um, Some with um, other masculine of center folks, um, some with um, like cis men. And just, like, I was, like, filled with rage and, and like, helplessness and um, fear and just all of the things. Um, And I... Because the biggest thing around that experience was I could not remove my leg Mm -hmm. from... TT's grip. I could not. Like, I tried very hard and I could not. Yeah. Um, and that triggered so many other experiences in which I had no control over what was done with my body. Yeah. Um, and so, one, I just want to say a hearty fuck you to TT. Um, <laughs> never will I ever again in this or any other lifetime share time or space or breath with you (laughs) um you are worthless um in my life in my timeline Mm. i'm sure you're worth worth full in someone else's life um and wow what a miserable ass nigga (sighs) um that's wild so i just have so many thoughts around um the degree to which we allow certain folks in certain bodies and experiences to suffer, mm-hmm. um, or we think they are worthy, or we think that they can sustain harm, or they have a higher tolerance for harm, 
um, as -hmm. opposed to other bodies or people of other experiences. And that impacts how we um, protect Mm -hmm. um, folks. And actually after that, um, well, that night, because it was was a stressful last night, Mm -hmm. um, Backpack and I had a conversation where it was essentially like, it was like a whole ass contract out. You know, I was, I acknowledged that, yes, I appreciate that you told her to stop. Um, and also in the future, like, I want you to be a co-conspirator in my um, safety mm-hmm. um, as to, to whatever degree you feel possible. Um, and, and honestly, to whatever degree you also feel safe as a fat black woman in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Um, I would love for you to be a co-conspirator in my safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we had a really long conversation about the importance of um, what I was asking her was not just for me, but also extended to other fat black femmes for which um, having a direct relationship was not a precursor. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just want y'all to value the lives and the wellness and the safety of fat black femmes. And I want y'all to, to tell toxic masculinity no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to not feel like your desire to not feel uncomfortable for saying no loud um, should override the need for a fat black femme to feel safe in this world. That's all that I need. So I want y'all to pay your tithes by protecting fat black femmes and generally black femmes slash black women. Um, and step out of your comfort zone because like we, though we have been socialized in this world to endure more, um, because the world hates us more, (laughs) um, that does not mean that we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that that's something that we take seriously. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And Go ahead. Are we recording? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we are at the last bit. We are at the remarks and benediction. Um, at this at this last um, segment, we just take a moment to affirm each other mm-hmm. about the things we talk about. Yes. And after that, we'll give a quote and then a short prayer to Amen. close it out and to seal it, send it to the universe. Amen. So I would like to say that my nigga, I want to say that one, uh, the there's the. Today, with this podcast, this episode, there was so much talk um, around your current partner. Like, there was a mm-hmm. lot of things that led there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to say, like, this may not, this, this doesn't feel like on format, but, like, I want to say that I'm thankful for the work you're putting in mm-hmm. with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, the work that you're, you're um, willing to to continue to bitch I'm not willing okay but I, well <laughs> that, that you're doing it because you see it as important yeah um because it's something that you I don't want to keep saying you asked for <laughs> it's something that you desire but I did. and it's here and 
as much as you may want to be like, bitch, deuces, mm-hmm. like, run away, you're still sticking with it and being like, this is important. Mm-hmm. And that's very um, inspiring mm-hmm. for me to just stick into doing something even if it doesn't feel what I am used to conventionally what feel good means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it encourages me to, one stick into something, stick with something that may not be what I consider pleasurable, but also to kind of switch my view or my um, thought process on what pleasure or feel things that feel good Mm. would it mean. So uh, the possibility to switch these growing pains, to to switch my view on it, Mm -hmm. to, to be something that's like completely negative to me be feeling like oh this is like this feels good part of my process to joy and yeah, to yeah. pleasure joy is coming yeah like it's coming yeah so yeah i appreciate that hmm. i am so 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 grateful that we started together pretty much in the same place today yes. with this episode around <sighs> yes we have wasted time mm-hmm. and Yes, we can still redeem mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, and, and redeemed feels like a word yeah. that implies like loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I came out of your, um, your raw and honest with like just this reminder that um, my life was charted for me well before I was here. Mm-hmm. So, like, all my ancestors, the universe, God, everyone already knew that I was going to feel like I wasted the first 28 years of my life. <laughs> like, that was already charted, like, several generations ago. Yeah. Niggas knew. Yeah. Um, so, this was just part of my process. Mm-hmm. And it was part of my process so that I could become mindful in my 28th year mm-hmm. and do the things that I need to do henceforth and forevermore, um, and forevermore. <laughs> so I really appreciate uh, your mindfulness around not only um, retaking taking back the reins on your time but also recognizing um, that there's already a path charted for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the times I get caught up in this idea of, well, so-and-so is accomplishing this thing that I want to accomplish, but they're doing it a completely different way from how I know I need to do it. So, like, what the fuck is happening there? And, like, just really understanding that we may have two, like, similar endpoints, but, like, our journeys to those endpoints may be... Com- uh, may- May, I'm saying may, but necessarily mm-hmm. are completely different because yeah. we are two completely different people. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that reality does cause some FOMO, does cause some like, but like, yeah. Yeah. I want to be with my niggas. I want yeah. for all, us all to like have pictures to look back on yeah. from the journey. Um, but bitch, take a selfie. <laughs> um, so... I appreciate that. So thank Amen. you. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch, take a selfie. <laughs> Ooh, I found the, the the title to this episode. Damn it. That can't. That also can't be the title. Oh God. Take a selfie could be. Take okay. a selfie. Some around Amen. there. We're gonna figure it out. Amen. 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 So you have the quote. Yes. <laughs> this quote 
Hallelujah. is probably mm. the most poignant quote we've mm. ever had Truly. on this podcast. Truly. And it is from a minister, mm. Iyanla Van Zandt. Mm. Bishop. Bishop, minister, doctor. Mm. Uh, Reverend. Uh, Reverend Deaconess. Ooh, evangelist. <laughs> My God. And it goes like this. As follows. Not on my watch. Four words, bitch, that will reverb through generations. You hear me? Oh, Minister Ayala, we appreciate you. We love you. We love you. So much. Um, so I'd like to take us out in a sh- very short prayer because, bitch, we have been here for 84 years. <laughs> Dear ancestors, universe, God, all of the co-conspirators of our holist, um, best selves, I thank you for another time um, where I'm able to spend space and air with um a co-conspirator in uh, healing um, and wellness. And I thank you for the clarity of mind that was brought about today. Um, I ask um, and hope for so many other um, folks who exist at the intersections or at any intersection of fat, black, queer, churchy, nigga, any of them, (laughs) um, to also experience um, these spaces where they are able to have clarity around um, how their experiences align with their need for intentionality and mindfulness Mm -hmm. um, in their daily lives. I hope that um, some of the clarity that we were able to arrive at today in in today's episode that was long as fuck, um, (laughs) I pray that someone else um, is also able to use those lessons or um, implement uh, the practices that we discussed. Um, And more than anything else, um, I hope that folks uh, take with them two of the most important lessons um, that I um, am am reminding myself of today of my worthiness Mm -hmm. and that it is never, ever, ever too late to start again. Um, And we are worthy of being able to start again all the time, every day if need need be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thank you, universe. I thank you, God. I thank you, ancestors who have already already plotted this path for us um, and I thank um, all of the forces that will allow us to um, continue on this journey Um, in all y'all niggas names I pray amen, a woman a everybody a shame We love y'all for real. Let the whole say, Amen. 
love you, my Let loves. the niggas say amen. 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 Come on with this damn Kimberell ass run. Pull it out.